Well, good Friday morning to you. It's Friday, March 25th, 2022. Friday, March 25th, 2022. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava Chinti Opir. Um, so, uh, yeah, breaking news. And we'll get to it in a second. So, uh, I'm starting a little bit late because it's hard to get all the little pieces all over the, all over the place. But I'm working on it. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Those four words, Political Views TV uh, uh, Podcast. I truly appreciate you. Every single day, it's so kind of you to come here. I appreciate you. If you can, please bring someone with you today or this weekend, which means it's Friday. Don't forget to look for Friday's flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep where politicians do something that they want it to disappear uh, in the 24-hour news cycle. Uh, Tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, or maybe you want to... uh, say hi, or maybe you want to give me a news story, tell me about something, that's cool. Maybe you want to call me out, that's cool. You can slide into my DMs if you want, I don't care. Holy crap, let's start today with the noose tightening around that bright orange neck and possibly uh, a swing back to balance of the Supreme Court. Wouldn't that be interesting? Still not enough as long as an alleged sex offender is on the court, but it's a start. CBS News and the Washington Post are reporting in messages uh, to uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in the weeks after Election Day, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas called Biden's victory the greatest heist of our history and told him that President Donald Trump should not concede. Virginia known as Ginny Thomas, is the conservative activist married to Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. And if you don't think she sits there in bed and says, hey, honey, if uh, if we did this, how do you think the court would react? If you don't think those conversations don't happen, come on, really? They claim to be separate as far as that kind of stuff. But come on, no way. She repeatedly pressed White House Chief of Staff Mark, uh, uh, Mark Meadows to pursue uh, efforts to overturn the presidential election in a series of urgent text exchanges in the weeks after the vote. Um, I mean, you can argue she's keeping it separate until the Supreme Court has a case in front of it. The messages, 29 in all, 21 from her, and eight from Mark Meadows back to her were, that we know of so far were sent during a period when Trump and his allies were vowing to go to the Supreme Court. Trump, in a speech on November 4, said, We did win this election. This is a major fraud. So we'll be going to Supreme, the Supreme Court. I want to see Jenny Thomas's messages before Trump's speech on November 4th. I want to see what she said. And these, as far as I can see, these messages are not before the 4th. But we may get some. 
After news organizations had projected Joe Biden the winner based on state vote totals, Thomas wrote to Meadows on November 10th. If you remember this November 10th, I mean, I, I, I went to the grocery store. I got out of the grocery store and the streets were filled with people dancing. They were dancing in the street, literally blocking Sunset Boulevard on the 10th. Uh, on the 10th, she said, Help this great president stand firm, Mark. You are the leader. With him who is standing for America's constitutional governance at the precipice, the majority knows Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of our history. And Meadows replied, this is a, this is a fight of good versus evil. Well, he's right about that. <laughs> evil always looks like the victor until the king of kings triumphs. Do not grow weary in, in well uh, in well doing. Yeah, that must be a quote from a play or something. I don't know. Um, King of Kings Triumph. I, I think he's referring to a, a specific attorney in D.C. Anyway, the uh, fight continues. I have staked my career on it. Well, at least my time in D.C. on it. Uh, Thomas replied, "Thank you. Needed that. This plus a conversation with my best friend just now." Her best friend. We'll get to that in a second. I will try to keep holding on. America is worth it. In public, at least uh, Supreme uh, uh, Court Justice Thomas uh, refers to her as a best friend, her, uh, uh, his best friend. Ginny Thomas refers to her husband as her best friend, and Clarence Thomas refers to her the same way. So what we know. November 5th, uh, she sent. Watermarked ballots in over 12 states have been part of a huge Trump and military white hat sting operation in 12 key battleground states. Uh, she was referring to a QAnon conspiracy that wasn't true. Uh, November 5th, she said, Biden crime family and ballot fraud co-conspirators, elected officials, bureaucrats, social media censor censorship mongers, fake, uh, um, fake stream media reporters, etc., are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now in overcoming days and will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. She's saying that's what she's trying to get done, I think. Is that what she's trying to do? <clears throat> November 6th. Do not concede. It takes time for the army who is gathering for his back. I assume she's meaning the proverbial army of people that support him, but I don't know. January 10th. I mean, there's other, I'm, I, I don't, uh, there's others that I've been skipping. I haven't seen the list of these things, of these messages. I've been, I was looking all morning for them and I, I, I couldn't find them. Um, so I'm picking up pieces here and there. January 10th, she says, we are living through what feels like the end of America. Most of us are disgusted with the VP and are in a listening mode to see where to fight with our teams. Those who attack the Capitol are not representative of our great teams of patriots for DJT. Donald, uh, Donald J. Trump, of course. Uh, amazing times. The end of liberty. A little melodramatic, don't you think? 
the content of the text messages may be of interest to the, com- the, uh, 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 the committee, uh, the committee's investigation, the, the uh, um, uh, committee to investigate the insurrection, uh, because it asks me- asked Meadows, the, the committee asked Meadows in a subpoena to turn over both documents and your deposition testimony regarding these and other matters that are within the scope of the committee's activity. That's a quote from them. That's what they asked for. Meadows turned over thousands of text messages before he stopped cooperating with the committee. The texts have proven to hold a treasure trove of information about what was going on in the White House in the days heading up to the insurrection and what people in Trump's orbit were thinking. There may be other messages that the January 6th committee has not released and still more that were withheld because of privilege claims. Now, his people went through the text messages and decided what to let uh, let loose. Did he not did they not notice who she was? Ginny Thomas? Did they just say, "Ah, oh, she's just some nutbag that he knows." And let them go? Is that what happened? And speaking of those privilege claims by Trump, in January, on the 19th, the Supreme Court rejected Trump's bid to block the release of some presidential records to the House Committee investigating the insurrection. Do you remember that story I did? Do you remember what the court division was? Do you remember? Think back. Only one of nine justices dissented, Clarence Thomas. At the time, Thomas provided no explanation for why he would have approved Trump's request, a standard omission when the top court addresses, you know, emergency motions. I also want to see Ginny Thomas's text messages in the weeks before that decision. Did Clarence Thomas want to stop the committee from seeing those text messages. Is that why he, he, he voted? Is that why he said that Trump should keep his executive privilege, even though he's no longer an executive? Did his wife ask him to vote with Trump in declaring invalid executive privilege for Biden? Because it's truly Biden's executive privilege in question here. Biden, it was Biden who released executive privilege on the documents. And that decision by Thomas in that Supreme Court case seemed counter to past decisions on government power. Thomas believes, just as Thomas believes, and he said so, uh, believes in the unitary executive. So taking away Biden's power to to decide what is executive privilege is seriously counter to his beliefs, making making, making this decision obviously partisan. This is insane. And of course, absolutely. Jenny Thomas needs to be called up before the January 6th commission to found, find out if we need to call Clarence, Clarence Thomas to the commission. And there's always, already calls. There's already calls right today. There's already calls for Jenny Thomas and Clarence Thomas to volunteer to appear before the January 6th committee to explain the texts. 
This is a Supreme Court justice of the United States. Now, if this story is just coming out, it of course means that Robert Costa, Costa and Bob Woodward, those are the two who who are, have been who broke the story. Bob Woodward, yes, from Watergate fame. They went they they had to have gone to Clarence Thomas to ask him to comment on the story. That makes me think, did they go to him last week? Then after uh, uh, talking to his wife about it, he decided to get sick so he would end up staying out of the press's eye because remember, well first of all, he wouldn't be the first person to fake sickness to be uh, uh, out of the public eye. Friday, he, quote, went into the hospital. Really? Really, he did? Did anybody see him there? Is that really what happened? What does this mean in politics when somebody gets seriously ill? And when I say seriously ill, put quotes around that. It means they are getting ready to retire to spend time with family. That's what happens sometimes. There is also the possibility that the stress caused from knowing this story was coming out made him actually sick. That's possible because he probably knew about this in advance. And before I go deeper down that rabbit hole, there is also the fact that he could have just got sick coincidentally when the story was coming out and everything I just said is not true. We don't know, but that's why there needs to be questions. Thomas was released this morning from the hospital. But suppose he decides even after he gets questioned and bad stuff comes out, suppose he decides to stay on. A Supreme Court justice can be impeached and removed from office. Of course, Removal would never happen in this Senate, even if Thomas exclaimed he was involved in the insurrection and wanted to lie to keep Trump in office. Even if he said that, because Republicans are loyalists above all and would defend each other no matter how horrible the crime, because that's who they are. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. On Monday, the House Select Committee investigating the uh, insurrection will consider bringing criminal uh, contempt uh, referrals uh, for Trump White House Deputy Chief of Staff Dan Scavino and Trump's one-time trade advisor Peter Navarro. Scafino uh, um, was part of the first group of individuals the committee subpoenaed in September 2021, and uh, as late as October the panel had still not been able to serve Scavino with his uh, subpoena. Navarro skipped his scheduled deposition in early March. In a statement, Navarro claimed he did not show up for his deposition due to executive privilege issues. Navarro responded to news of the committee's contempt proceedings by saying it was an unprecedented partisan assault on executive privilege. The committee knows full well that President Trump has invoked executive privilege and it is not my privilege to waive. That's what he said. Though SCOTUS has narrowly said, and that was in that decision, 
Uh, said that uh, 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 Trump does not have executive privilege as ex-president. Uh, that has to do with the release of the documents. The, the court case that, that, that was eight to one. And only if Biden releases his executive privilege. Uh, uh, and it's narrow in that and it's only about it's about those documents. And it was only if Biden released his executive privilege. In other words, as Kavanaugh stated, uh it has not said if if Trump still has executive privilege, but Biden uh, Biden uh, doesn't waive it. In other words, there's still some executive privilege there. Maybe the court hasn't decided. In other words, if the criminal contempt referrals clear the committee, they will head to the full house for votes. If those votes succeed, which they probably will, Speaker Pelosi will send the reports to the U.S. Attorney for the D, for uh, the. Uh, the D.C. court to decide whether to prosecute. Under law, the U.S. uh, US attorney is required to bring the matter before the grand jury for its action, but the Justice Justice Department will also make its own determination whether to prosecute. Any individual who is found liable for contempt of Congress is then guilty of a crime that may result in fine and between 1 and 12 months imprisonment, But this process, which is rarely invoked, rarely leads to jail time. And usually it ends up being appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed and it can take years. So this is getting difficult. This is this is what Trump wants to do. He wants to delay, 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 delay until Republicans get in power. That's his plan. And that orange man continues his fight. Trump has sued Hillary Clinton, the Democratic National Committee, and other people and entities tied to the investigation of Russian election interference in 2016, claiming that in a bid to rig the election, they orchestrated a conspiracy which made Watergate pale in comparison. This this case is ridiculous and is doomed to fail. This is all about 2016. This isn't about 2020. The 108-page lawsuit follows uh, suits filed by Trump and allies in the aftermath of the 2020 election, uh, alleging Joe Biden's victory was the result of electoral fraud. Uh, This is probably also tied to the January 6th committee. He figures if he can tie something up in another court case, then the judge might say that certain things cannot be released until after that court case is decided. You know what I mean? It's a legal maneuver. If you remember, we talked about many of those suits uh, of fraud. Uh, out of 62, that these are the suits that he was talking about. Out of 62 of those suits, only one succeeded. And that was a minor procedural one, not directly about fraud. Among those uh, also listed as defendants in the new suit are ex-FBI official, uh, officials James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter uh, Stroke, and Lisa Page. The former British spy Christopher Steele, author of the famous dossier of Trump's links to Moscow. Jake Sullivan, now National Security Advisor to Joe Biden. And Joe Podesta, uh, Clinton, uh, Clinton's campaign chair. Uh, Russia has denied interfering in the 2016 U.S. election to boost Trump. The U.S. intelligence community uh, uh, agrees that Russia did interfere, but... Anyway, do you really want to believe Russia at this point anyway? I mean, come on. Robert Mueller, the special counsel who investigated, 
did not establish collusion between Trump and Russia, but did list 10 instances in which the uh, 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 Trump may have tried to obstruct justice. Mueller, who uh, explicitly said he was not exonerating Trump, also detailed several connections between Trump aides and Moscow. In August 2020, a Senate Intelligence Committee report detailed links between Paul Manafort, Trump campaign manager for part of the 2016 race, and Russian intelligence. And let's not forget about Rudy. Anyway, Manafort was jailed on charges of fraud. Trump pardoned him. Uh, the suit uh, seeks punitive damages, costs, and such further, and other relief as the court may deem just and proper. It says the court's not going to deem anything. Uh, it says Trump has sustained uh, significant injuries and damages included, but not limited to expenses in the form of defense costs, legal fees, and related expenses incurred in an amount no less than $24 million and continuing to accrue as well as the loss of existing and future business opportunities. I, I think the Trump industry is in deep doo-doo, and this is why he needs a measly $24 million. Uh, a former pr uh, federal prosecutor, now in analysis for CNN, uh, Eli Honig said, It's difficult to put into words just how deeply flawed and utterly hopeless this lawsuit is. <laughs> uh, Philip Raines tweeted, uh, I look forward to deposing the plaintiff. Uh, uh, Philip Raines is a former Clinton spokesperson named in the suit. Speaking to reporters in Brussels yesterday, Biden said of the 2024 presidential election, I'd be fortunate if I had the same man running against me. <laughs> a little dig. He's already used that dig before, though. Uh, so on to Ukraine. In remarks after meeting with NATO leaders, Biden said, we're determined to sustain efforts outlined during the emergency NATO meeting right after Russia's invasion of Ukraine to build on them. The U.S. is committed to provide over $2 billion in military equipment to Ukraine since I became president. Anti-air systems, anti-armor systems, ammunition, and our weapons are flowing into Ukraine as I speak. And today, I am announcing the U.S. is prepared to commit more than $1 billion in humanitarian assistance to help get relief to millions of Ukrainians affected by the war in Ukraine. He also said NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite, what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. Uh, meaning that, you know, Putin was trying to split NATO and guess what happened? <laughs> um, Mariupol. Um, the city council there says that based on eyewitness reports, it now believes around 300 people died in that Russian air, airstrike on a theater in the city of uh, uh, in the city over there on uh, March 16th. The building was being used as one of the main shelters in Mariupol. Estimates of people taking refuge there ranged from between 800 to 1300. Of course, it's nearly impossible to get accurate information right now because they are still being bombarded. Uh, that was a theater, I think, that had uh, uh, children written on the outside of the theater in Russian. So they wouldn't bomb it, but they targeted it instead. Moving on. Uh, the UK's Ministry of Defense said Ukrainian forces have retaken towns and defensive positions on the eastern outskirts 
of Kyiv in its latest intelligence update. Further east around Izum, battles have left much of the city uh, destroyed. Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister Irina Vereshuk announced two evacuation routes from Mariupol and occupied Melitopol on Friday, today, yesterday, really. Uh, Speaking in televised uh, message, uh, Vereshuk said the corridors will link the two cities with Zaporizhia, which lies in the north and is still under Ukrainian control. I mispronounced that city and I apologize. Uh, Centralized evacuation is also planned by bus from the Russian-occupied city of Berdyansk. Uh, She um, added the 48 buses are parked at the entrance to the city. Uh, Biden landed in Poland earlier today and has met with troops. Uh, I believe he has, has or will now meet with Polish President Andrzej Duda for a briefing on humanitarian aid efforts. Then he will head to the border to see the massive res- refugee crisis over there and see how they are handling it. As I said, we don't know if he will go into Ukraine. The And of course, the administration would not a, uh, announce it if it was happening. And if he went, we would not find out until after he got out of Ukraine. Biden announced a new initiative meant to deprive Putin of uh, European energy profits used to dry, drive his uh, war machine, adding that the U.S., would help Europe reduce its dependence on Russian oil and gas and would ensure the continent had enough supplies for the next two winters. Now, oil and gas companies should be bending their knee right now because what Biden is doing is giving them a lifeline as we change to uh, um, uh, to renewable energy. They should be begging him and thanking him. Absolutely. The United, States, uh, one on. the United States will work towards supplying Europe with at least 15 billion meters of liquefied natural gas in 2022 in a partnership with other nations. The White House said, uh, speaking alongside Biden, European Commissioner President Ursula von der Leyen hailed the Joint Energy Task Force as a big step in efforts to diversify gas supplies away from Russia. Uh, an 18-year-old who fled from the uh, city of Mariupol, said her city turned into a ghost. Uh, In a CNN interview, uh, interview, she said, I don't think nobody abroad can understand truly what has happened in my hometown. Rockets fell down on the street, in our houses, in our cars, on the streets, on the hospitals, on the schools, and it's actually terrifying. The sounds of bombs just makes your blood stop and boil because of fear. And the only thing you're thinking about is like how to make it out alive. Uh, her, uh, apparently her family uh, managed to secure a car to get out of the city, but she said soldiers at Russian checkpoints were telling them to delete photos and videos of destruction on their phones. The soldiers took their phones and were scrolling through to find footage. And there have, have been reports of this in the past. Of course, this uh, uh, of soldiers taking people's phones and scrolling fo- through and deleting photos. Her family deleted the majority of their photos to, photos to get through, she said. But the truth is that though these photos cannot be hidden because photos and videos from Mari- Mariupol have already uh, been sent to others worldwide. Uh, 
Uh, Maria said, it's impossible to hide anything because we see it. We live in that condition, so we can't be defeated easily. We are not fools. And brava, brava. Uh, Turkish uh, president, uh, the one that sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, uh, said Friday that, or said today, uh, that Ukraine and Russia seem to be reached an understanding on four out of six topics of disagreement discussed during their negotiations. Uh, speaking to reporters on his way back from NATO summit in Brussels, Erdogan also said he will speak with Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky on uh, today and with President uh, Vladimir uh, Putin over the weekend or during the first days of next week. Erdogan said, there are six topics of negotiation between Russia and Ukraine. There seems to be an understanding between them uh, about four topics. At first, Ukraine was hung up on the issue, but later on, Zelensky began to express that he could withdraw from NATO membership. Another issue is the acceptance of Russia, Russian, as an official language, which I don't like. Zelensky also admitted uh, this for the uh, Russian is a language. He said Russian is a language spoken almost everywhere in Ukraine. There was no problem at that point either. I actually really have a problem with that. That is an attempt by Russia to tie Ukraine to Russia. I think uh, um, if 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 you want to actually make a deal, I think that just like in the United States, we offer many languages. We don't have an official language. I think. Zelensky can say he will not make it in any official language, whether Ukraine, Ukrainian or Russian. But if he has to declare it, he has to say that either is accepted as an, uh, uh, as an official language and that he would offer uh, uh, government paperwork in either language throughout the country. But I don't like it at all. Uh, about this uh, um, upcoming call with Putin, Erdogan said, we should discuss and evaluate NATO meetings. We have to look for a way to smooth this business by saying and make an honorable exit to this. He's already talking about making Putin having an honorable exit. But we know Putin has no honor. And no one in the world will see, no matter what he does to exit this, will he have honor? Because there is no way. He will give up Crimea. Or uh, those eastern provinces. The Associated Press asked the U.S. Uh, President Biden during his uh, news conference. They said, so you've warned about the real threat of chemical weapons used. Have you gathered specific intelligence that suggests that President Putin is deploying these weapons? moving them into position or considering their use? And would the U.S. or NATO respond with military action if he did use chemical weapons? Biden responded that he could not provide information on intelligence, but added on the issue of chemical weapons. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of use. And of course, he said that NATO has to decide. He can't decide. It's not up to him. Uh, moving on. Two, let's move into, uh, let's go into the United States, back to the United States. Your favorite right-wing sociopath Democrat, Joe Manchin, announced today he plans to vote to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. He said 
After meeting with her, considering her record and closely monitoring her testimony and questioning before the Senate Judiciary Committee this week, I have determined I intend to vote for her nomination to serve on the Supreme Court. Her wide array of experiences in varying sectors of our judicial system have provided Judge Jackson a unique perspective that will serve her well on our nation's highest court. Another Democrat from a conservative state, John Tester, Senator John Tester of Montana, announced his support for Jackson today, uh, praising her qualifications and commitment to the rule of law. So this pretty much seals it for uh, uh, Judge Jackson. But is Manchin doing it because it doesn't matter? The two most closely watched Republicans are Senator Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Both voted to confirm Jackson in the U.S. Court of Appeals to the District Court, uh, District of Columbia Circuit uh, last year. So they are probably going to vote for her. And I would guess that Manchin, I would guess that Manchin knows, already knows that they are planning to vote for her. So he said, well, if I vote against her, I look bad for Democrats. And it doesn't matter. She's going to be confirmed anyway. So I might as well just vote for her so I don't look bad for Democrats. That's what I think is going on here. Uh, They may be voting for her. So it would not matter if Manchin didn't. Finally, a new design for an official postage stamp in Ukraine shows a picture of a Ukrainian soldier standing on the shore and flipping off a Russian ship. <laughs> this is real, as far as I can tell. I've checked a couple of places, and it seems to be completely real. Uh, you philatists, yes, I said philatists, get them while they're hot. <laughs> I would love one of those stamps. That would be a prize in anybody's collection. Uh, So uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Uh, March 25th, 2022. Friday, March 25th, 2022. Man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. It's so nice uh, of you to come every day. Uh, Wonderful. I, I truly appreciate you. Uh, bring someone with you uh, today or this weekend. You got the whole weekend to, to uh, share my podcast with someone. You know, the last three weeks or the last month, I've done so much news on Ukraine. If anyone wanted to learn about what's going on in Ukraine, they should go back four weeks. They could listen to all the... It's free, of course. They can listen to all the po- podcasts and it will give them intensive insight into what is going on. So, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, that's what you Google to find me, those four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me. You can tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, or you can tweet to me a request. I'll send you a link to one of my podcasts, right, that talks about anything. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, 
reporting from los angeles.